0: I'm sure I'm spelling all of Eric's names wrong. I'm sure it's fine.
1: Well, welcome, everybody, back to our lovely campaign. How have y'all been doing?
0: Tyrus grows bored of this ship. He's been traveling for too long. Oh, no, that's before the campaign. Oh, yes. I can't even use that as an excuse. Yeah, Ty- Tyrus has just been staring
1: off into the distance. Thinking about totally, totally not heretical things. Yeah.
2: Uh, Zarkov's wondering if he uh, has any friends on the new world they're going to. If um, friends means predators, then yes. You have a lot of
1: those. More than you could possibly know. Oh, God.
0: Every... Spore <laughs> hates you.
1: It's not personal. They're just hungry. <laughs> so, um, we back in action. Goodness, last time, what did we do? We went. We arrived at the sensor place. I think. Yes. You arrived yeah, at got, the space station.
0: I've got the, my fear notes open. Uh, if anyone.
1: Okay. Why don't that? Why don't you read those? Because I don't have any of my notes. <laughs> okay, like all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of I. I have this. Plans for the upcoming adventure. I do not have what has already happened.
0: All right. This is probably going to not read terribly well because it's all bullet pointed. But yeah, Planet Fear, uh, parentheses, my second grade essay. Uh, (laughs) Simon, go after a faceless traitor uh, whose name was given to us by a shade. Their name is Tabitha Wright. So we arrived in orbit over the planet Fear and docked with the Mechanicus outpost. Uh, it is the planet's only permanent outpost. Oh, sorry, and there's a, also a small research station on the surface, manned by prisoners. We were welcomed by tech adept Garrus, uh, who brought us to see Chief Engine Seer Gemina, uh, f- which I have three bullet points for her, four legs, pissed, knows our mission, has agreed to help.
1: <laughs> Accurate.
0: Yes. We made up some story about uh, if anyone asks us what we're doing on the planet, we said that we're looking for a new breed of orc spores, but Gemina knows what we're really doing. There are two other ships, or actually three other ships also in orbit uh, a merchant ship by the name of the Omnisaya's Ward, uh, another merchant ship called Scintilla's Bounty, and a battle cruiser named Argentavis, uh, which we discovered belonged to a rogue trader by the name of Gideon Argentos who is down on the planet surface with his officers on a hunting trip. The ship is currently being commanded by Left Assistant Hel- Helmsman Thanisman.
1: Thanisman was the name, but he's someone who is far too low rank to really be commanding a battle cruiser. Right. He was left in charge when all the superior officers went down.
0: All right, and then we discovered that on the planet, uh, there were two... Uh, landing zones that were recently used one of which has an akila lander which we believe was from the rogue trader vessel and two nondescript shuttles they look like Arvist lighters and they are gray in color and they are definitely not from the mechanicus's station
1: Mm -hmm. Um, another additional detail about the Arvist lighters um, they look like they were intentionally camouflaged they they pulled some like camouflaged tarps and um Essentially like a space blanket to foil thermal scanners over them. But um, you rolled well enough on your tech use test to use the scanners that you picked it up.
3: <laughs> uh, when we get down there, one of the first things is to see if they're guarded.
1: Yeah, Um, your scan didn't show anybody outside any of the ships.
3: There's probably people in the ships, though, maybe.
1: Possibly. Usually when you land a ship on an entirely unknown planet, you don't leave the ship completely unattended.
3: All right, so I
0: know we were talking about going down there and checking those shuttles out. Is that still the plan of action? Or do we want to go check out the uh, the battle cruiser?
3: Pretty sure we agreed on going down there, but we wanted um, Ned to be here, really.
1: He said it was okay to start without him, and I, I feel like we'll be able to fill him in fairly quickly. Yeah. Which, um, do you want to check out the Faceless Trade shuttles or the, um, the landing ship of the Rogue Trader first?
0: Wait, so we know that they're Faceless Trade?
1: Well, spoiler <laughs> alert, they're Faceless Trade. <laughs> the, the camouflaged, nondescript shuttles that are Did... exactly the same kind of shuttles the other Faceless Trader you've met used do belong the Faceless Trade.
0: Spoiler oh, I guess I, I didn't mention that. Or I didn't write that down. I don't know if we reserved that. The, the Arvis Lighters?
1: Yeah, it's it's the like the most common sort of shuttle in use in the Imperium. There it's very common that you would see them. It just um context clues there's like basically no reason why anyone would want to land on this planet unless they're like on like a hunting expedition like is the case allegedly with Gideon Argentos. You go down to the planet for a reason. Basically, you don't just pop on for a quick sightseeing tour so it stands to reason that it's not just a normal person down there
3: it's kind of why Even... i want to blow up the, the landers and just leave them stranded there
1: <laughs> pew pew boom well you two have a gun cutter so you absolutely have the ordinance to blow up the, sh- the uh, shuttles if you want to
0: see we should take advantage of ned not being here and do that because you know that if he was here <laughs> he would not allow us to do such a thing and this is tyra saying this in character this is not
1: me <laughs> <The>, <laughs> No, like, Ned comes back after, like, missing 20 minutes of the session. Like, the planet's a smoking crater. Sorry.
3: <laughs> we had to call Exterminator.
1: Yep. Well, the faceless traitors are dead. We know that.
3: Mission accomplished.
1: <laughs> yeah, mission accomplished. I mean, technically speaking, that is a way you could accomplish the goal of stopping faceless traitors.
0: I mean, how... Okay, so Tyrus is... Are, is Tyrus still with the group and with, um... Engine C or Gemina?
1: Uh, yeah, the four of you guys plus Gemina are all together in the Sensorium right now.
0: All right, so Tyrus is looking over the computer screens and everything, and he asks, "How far away from the Penal Colony are these two landing sites?"
1: They're a ways away. It's like a thousand kilometers away, or something. Okay, They're so if not... we blow up
0: those shuttles, they ain't getting out. They're like they can't. They wouldn't even be able to get. Anywhere near that station, and yeah, if my they... knowledge of this planet is correct, there is no other ships, no buildings, no cities, no nothing, no people th- that they could uh, receive help from if we removed the shuttles from the equation.
1: Uh, to your knowledge, there is nothing else there.
3: Bases, man.
0: You think there's an underground base?
1: Yeah, I don't know, carved out into
3: a volcano. Who knows?
1: <laughs> it's possible. From from your current knowledge, there is. They would have no way off of
3: and the planet.
1: The now, if if they had communication with anyone in orbit, they could certainly call for a way out. True. And, um, like a, a standard Voxcaster, like the kind you guys have, has enough power to reach ships in orbit. So it's it's not weird that they would have the ability to talk to ships in orbit.
0: Alright, I also ask uh, Gemina, so, if you check your uh, your flight logs... Do you know how long, or do you know when those shuttles landed?
1: Um, Gemina actually does not have um, knowledge of the ship's landing. They, um, The station wasn't aware that those shuttles
3: yeah, uh, had okay, landed. I used um, for,
1: for Gideon Argentos, though, um, the shuttles have been down there for about a day at this point. The Aquila lander. They knew about that one.
0: I also ask, is it Illegal to land on this planet without clearing a flight plan with this station?
1: Technically, yes, but this doesn't have like military power sufficient to like really enforce what they want. It's of essentially course. a research station. Um, and compared to something like a battle cruiser, for example, they could say, please don't do that. We really would. Our feelings would be hurt if you landed like that. But yes, if the ship wanted to land. They couldn't really stop them,
3: right? That makes sense. Yeah, the the nearest Imperial Navy ship is probably like a week away.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah the um, Inquisition frigate, the Spear of Discord, dropped you guys off and left. Basically, they're out out of the system by now.
0: All right. Well, uh, I think I have everything I need to know. Does anyone else want to uh, ask any other questions before we uh, head down there and check out those shuttles out?
3: Nah, I think I'm good. Yeah. Make sure to bring my flamethrower.
0: Yeah, Tyrus will be bringing his four staff. He's a little bit uh, cocky with it, kind of flourishing it about, probably due to the fact that he had to hide it for quite a while on their previous investigation. So now he's overcompensating just a little bit. (laughs) All right, well, if that's uh, all we need, I suggest uh, we get in the gun cutter and make Planetfall.
2: Why not?
0: All right, so I guess we're going to walk to uh, the hangar where our gun cutter is get in and uh, get down on the planet's surface.
1: I go. I went over, last session, your sort of um, equipment that you're provided to go down there, which was like, everyone gets a bright red, essentially a biohazard suit from the Mechanicus that you like put on over your armor. And that all, it's like self-sealing and can keep you safe from all the toxic stuff out there. And uh, they also give everybody two doses of Detox.
2: Detox will uh, be helpful. Poison that life and everything, right? Yes.
3: I can actually put those in my Medicaid dendrite, I'm pretty sure, and uh, use them as a free action.
1: Yeah, you can do that. It's got a bunch of syringes, basically, that you can load up with it, whatever you want.
3: <sighs> I never managed to get a hold of any of those
1: stims, did I? I um, don't think you did. I mean, no, um, if you're talking about just stim, which um, is a drug that lets you ignore the effects of fatigue for a while... Uh, I think Zarkov had some of that last I checked, so important question: which of these ships do you want to investigate first?
0: uh I would say the
1: unregistered shuttles yeah, the others are at least a little more traceable,
3: but they're being sneaky,
1: okay, so Gemina bids you good luck, and uh she she sort of um gives you like a a wave goodbye and tells you um i hope I hope you don't get eaten by anything down there. Most of them have very, very painful digestion processes, and I would not wish any of you to be subjected to it. So <laughs> be careful down there.
0: Thank you so much for your concern.
1: And she gives you a, a wave as she um, stumps back towards the um, command center on her four legs, pulling out a data pad and reviewing some more data on it as she goes. And then you guys take off. Fear is a roughly Earth sized planet, lots of like swirling thick white cloud cover and underneath it it's all like brilliant greens and purples not like gigantic oceans like earth there are essentially a bunch of scattered lakes rather than big oceans but um it looks like a very verdant place it's like a lush rainforesty place plunging mountains and valleys all over the place intersected by rivers and just very thick cloud cover swirling all over the whole place if you're familiar with um, the the cloud forests in South America, essentially a rainforest at a high enough altitude that clouds just form in the trees, so it, it doesn't rain. It just the water is so saturated in the air that it condenses on trees again, and so it's like swathed in thick misty fog perpetually.
3: Sounds lovely.
1: Yeah. So visibility is rather poor, but your uh, sensors give you plenty of ability to fly through. You reach the clearing, where the Faceless Traders have parked their ships, and you see these big tarps covered in um, fake leafy material stretched over two large lumps, which you know to be the ships. And you come to a landing about uh, 100 meters or so away.
2: Okay. Not a bad spot to land, I guess.
0: So the question is, and I'm talking as the shuttle is landing, shall we uh, destroy their vehicles now?
2: I mean, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we could just blow him up. Don't we have a missile launcher with uh um Martin?
3: Tactical missiles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just fucking blow him up. No negotiations.
1: Is Martin the one carrying that stuff? Um yeah.
0: Well, we've also got a twin auto gun on the front of this thing too.
1: Auto cannon. Yes. So, auto guns are like rifle sized. Auto cannons are the weapons that tanks use for blowing up other tanks. Very big.
3: Wait, on the the gun cutter, or is he thinking of the trike?
1: The little trike has twin-linked auto guns. The gun cutter has two auto cannons in front. Very big difference. It, it also has heavy bolters.
3: Okay. We just gotta know that all that noise is, you know, gonna alert them. Whereas, you know, maybe if we found them beforehand... You know, before making a lot of noise, I don't know. Cause, um, that's why I was thinking of getting a board and basically planting a bomb. So, but I'm not sure. We could also just make it not complicated and blow them the fuck up. Uh,
2: I feel like this is a group call. Um, I don't know. What are we, what are we feeling?
3: <sighs> well, why don't we first,
0: if there's a way of doing this, just find out if anyone's on board and maybe check out what's, what's going on. Yeah. I'm totally fine with just blowing them up, but. If we know that there's no one on board and we can just sort of check it out before we do that, that might not be a bad idea. Could be some clues. Something, you know, we should gather. Yeah. And uh, depending on what we find or don't find, maybe we'll blow them up.
2: Okay.
3: I'm thinking Zarkov and a cameline Cloak could get pretty close and, you know, should be able to see if there's anyone
2: inside. I, I don't think you're going to be the one sneaking up there. <laughs>
0: Oh, I also have uh, good quality magnoculars if uh, you want to borrow those, Zarkov.
2: Oh, no, no. I get close enough to touch people. <sighs>
0: <laughs> Tyrus starts using the monoc- magnoculars to look at it himself.
2: <laughs> I guess I start sneaking up. Um, yeah.
1: Should I roll? Both of you actually make awareness tests. Zarkov just with your eyeballs and Tyrus with through your magnoculars.
2: No modifier? No modifiers. 30 out of 52 for me. (laughs) Matt, Matt, your fucking binoculars are useless, kid.
0: They didn't give me any bonuses. The guy at the shop said that they were excellent. They would have... Never mind.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They
1: they let you see just as well as if you were standing right next to the target. Unfortunately, if you can't even see people when you're right next to them, it doesn't help. Uh, How many degrees of failure do you have there, Matt?
0: Target of 44, and I rolled a 56.
1: That's two degrees of failure. And uh, Zarkov, how many degrees of success do you have?
2: I believe I have two degrees of success, 30 out of 52, correct? You
1: actually have three degrees of success. Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. So, Tyrus, you confirm that, yes, there are two ships there. You are not particularly helpful to Zarkov as he's approaching. <laughs> as Zarkov makes his approach, you notice what you think at first is a rock in front of you, But upon closer inspection, you realize it's actually a proximity mine.
2: Boom!
1: And uh, now that you know what you're looking for, you sort of see that they've actually strewn the whole area around the ships with some proximity mines.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm glad I spotted that, or else uh, Zarkov may have lost a limb this round. Yeah.
1: However, you see that it, it looks like they have left a path through the mines to approach the ships. So you can pick your way through them
2: and approach. I head off sneak. Uh-huh.
3: You know, I kind of want some proximity mines, but at the same time, I don't know if I want to <laughs> do what I have to do to get some proximity mines.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's your call. Just make sure I'm with out of the blast radius when you attempt it.
1: Yeah, so you pick your way through the minefield and reach the doors of the ships. No one has like called out to challenge you at all, and you haven't seen any signs of movement from inside. So you don't
2: see movement?
1: No, there, there's no movement from the ships. Okay.
2: Well, I am sneaky, sneaky, up with cameline cloak and mono sword, and see what's going on inside.
1: The door is locked, but um, you have a a lock picking tools, and you have enough time that you just can work your way in. It seems they trusted mostly on the minefield to keep away anything that would try and interfere with their ships. So you. you Force your way into the Faceless Trade ships. It's a a sort of like cramped interior. Most of the space inside is taken up by a few large cages meant for holding exotic animals by the looks of things. There's nothing in the cages at this point, but uh, they're definitely there. Strapped into the walls are some miscellaneous survival equipment and weapons, mostly guns and the like. Nothing that's like a super interesting weapon for you guys, but um, the ship's console is like blinking up ahead
2: in the uh the pilot area. Okay, what do you guys think I should do? Like, just search the ship around?
3: Yeah, and then was thinking we could rig them to blow somehow or something or sabotage them. It's like I could probably do that. I'm not sure.
0: Maybe also check out uh, the computers. I don't know, uh, Zarkov, if you're calling us over or if you're still. No, 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 so I'm, we'll not, miss- I'm,
2: not, I'm not calling you. Well, you guys aren't sneaky. Well, if no one's around. <laughs> if. If.
3: You just have to show us where main fields are and be a true gentleman.
1: Tell them where all the mines except one
2: are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but yeah, I would check out the, uh,
2: the computers. I will search around the security check. Scrutiny.
1: It would require a security check if you were under, like, Time pressure or anything but um they they actually have like left the computers unlocked it's just like ship systems the the only thing that's really discernible from the computers is a they have a set of coordinates in the ship it's a, a couple days walk in the jungle uh, away from you guys but it seems like they have a definite destination point in mind
3: just it, it's saying where they're they're going like what they' on foot. Or, well, yes. actually, we don't even know if they were on foot, do we?
1: You don't know if they were on foot exactly, but that doesn't look like there were room for vehicles in their ships, so they probably were on foot. Since you have um, proficiency with um, space ships, like, operate aeronautica, then you can sort of, like, operate a computer console. And so you see, like, attached to this coordinates, there's um, sensor data as well, and it shows that there's highly anomalous sensor readings in this area. Strange energy signatures, specifically. The Faceless Traders detected some kind of weird energy reading at this point, and went to go investigate that.
2: Hmm. Weird energy,
1: you say.
3: So really, is there anything else we want to do with the ships besides maybe destroy them?
0: Well, that's only one of the ships, right? There's another one? Actually, yeah.
2: Alright, I I guess I'll...
1: I'll... Yeah, you you can take a look in the second, and you find basically the same thing.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll call these my buddies over to see if their discerning eyes can piece together anything from this information and what we have here. I obviously tell them about all of the mines, except one. <laughs>
3: oh. yeah, just the one on the side of the cycle
2: goes on. Right? Yeah, the one the one tire is locked. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I
1: need to I need to get an extra bag of D10s. Hold on a second. Oh God, no.
2: <laughs>
0: Tyrus leaves the gun cutter and starts to slowly approach the Arvis lighters, still with his magnoculars out.
3: Because I don't know what, I I just don't know, like, I could get further with a tech use, maybe? I don't know. Like, what else would you glean?
1: You could um, make a, uh, a tech use to try and, actually, it would be logic to hack into the terminals, if you want to try and see if you can get more detailed information other than the destination. All right. roll me that logic, Uh, minus 20. Okay, 26 is very good. Martin's logic test is like, he has like 50 something intelligence and like at least plus 20 in logic, I think. So he's he's good. You sort of hack into things a little bit more. You pull up a video feed of an interior camera that is just looking at the inside of the ship and you see yourself on it. So you're definitely being recorded by interior cameras.
0: Are, are you able to tell if this is being broadcast, or if it's just saving this recording locally somewhere on the ship?
1: If anyone were paying attention to their broadcast right now, they would see this. You don't know if anyone is watching. But yeah, no no. Like gun turrets have spread it out of the ceiling to blow you to pieces or anything.
3: Well, it's safe to assume somebody knows someone's been here. Whether they can do anything about it is a different matter.
1: You have also access to captain's logs. Those are stored in here as well.
0: Can we take those off ship just so that we're not lingering?
1: Yeah, you can download the the coordinates that you're going to travel to and the captain's logs and everything to your data sleep, yes.
0: All right, well, I think Tyrus is, is good, so he's going to exit the craft and start walking back towards the gun cutter. Uh, as he's walking back, he's thinking to himself, you know, it's a shame that uh, I have to wear this hazmat suit. I wish I could give my new bionic nose a... Uh, Bit more of a trial i imagine it would detect all manner of whimsical and wonderful smells
1: yes the atmosphere here is breathable by the way it's just um there's a lot of poisonous stuff outside so going uncovered for an extended period of time is not recommended but you can be exposed to the air and be fine so if you wanted to give that old bionic sniffer a go you could nah,
0: Ty- Tyrus is <laughs> far too paranoid for that. He's going to keep the hazmat suit on. Okay. Perhaps if he's ever shot, and this causes a hole to be punctured into the suit, he will take advantage. Actually, can I detach my nose, and then like, just hold it outside of the suit, and then have it transmit remotely, the smells?
1: Uh, there's a question I haven't ever heard asked before. <laughs> I. Um, I'm going to guess no. Probably not. I don't think that... <laughs> I don't think that's how the
3: it works. It was a special feature that was uh, ascribed before.
1: Remote nose use. Well,
3: actually, that's a
0: great thing because I could like leave it behind somewhere. I mean, this would probably be more more effective as like eyeballs. Like if I wanted to leave a camera in a room and I didn't have one, I would just take my eyeball out, my bionic eye, and uh, just leave it somewhere. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It's The uh the smell gets a little more fuzzy the farther away you get from your nose, but it still can smell <laughs> sort of a thing. Huh.
0: Yeah, unfortunately I don't have a bionic eye, so this is all a moot point, but maybe I could do the same thing with the nose, where I'm like, oh, if I want to know if that shipment of, I don't know, onions or something is going to come through this area, I could leave my nose behind, and if I ever smell onions, I'd be like, yep, there it is.
1: All right, you know what? Because I think this is has the potential to be very funny. Maybe it can do that sort of thing, but you have like a real bad smell quality.
0: Okay, it is, it is good quality nose, so I can see it. All right, so I'm gonna detach the nose.
1: Because it is a good quality nose, perhaps you do have a remote smell detector.
0: Okay, so I, uh, I'm gonna go back into the gun cutter so that I'm not exposed to the atmosphere while I do this, take the nose off, and then <laughs> hold it in my hand, and then exit the gun cutter again, and activate maximum spell capacity. What do I smell?
2: I love how I come back to this. So he's taking his nose off, but now you're smelling what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, that's a that's that's sort of what we're doing here. I it's managed dark. to
0: convince Eric that my nose is detachable
1: and has Wi-Fi. It's a. a I would nose. say Bluetooth, but it's a blue nostril. Yes. Ah. Okay, the, I like that that good like 4 second delay on processing that joke. That means it's a quality joke when people can't understand it until they think about <laughs> it for a good 4 seconds. Yep, quality. Yes. <laughs> so, I I know that if I ever become a father, I am not remotely prepared for it, but I will have those dad jokes down as soon as the fatherhood moment arrives. Okay.
2: Oh god.
1: So, you have your um your detachable nose that you are sort of wafting around the place like a little um kind of like doing the same motion you do when you're like clicking your car keys trying to find your car except it's with his own nose and he's waving it around the place trying to find i don't know smells and stuff it has like a very like an earthy lush smell to the whole place it's actually remarkable how it's like it's like that nice like wet earth after a rainstorm sort of smell plus like some tropical flowers in there, and it's just actually a a very nice bouquet that you smell there, and then you point it towards the ship and it smells awful, like
0: wait which ship the gun cutter or the arvis lighter
1: the arvis lighters it it smells like basically a a couple dozen smugglers who'd never really shower were crammed into one ship basically.
0: Tyrus winces and says, all right, that's good enough for me. Let's blow the shit out of this thing.
1: Yep. <laughs> 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 all right, what's your um preferred method of demolition?
2: I think I liked Martin's idea of the booby trap bomb. Mm-hmm. When they come back, we, we blow them up and their ships.
0: Oh, damn. <laughs>
3: I all didn't right. think we were going to do that.
2: Well, it has the like, advantage of not...
1: Alerting anyone right now that stuff is being blown up.
3: Not to mention, like, I don't know, God forbids It also gives any, uh, us a way off planet if we desperately need it.
0: Well, we can make sure that we're safely uh, away until we actually activate it, perhaps. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess the only... Uh, Tyrus does mention, though, if we actually are going to kill them in the process, that might be a slight problem because our mission is to go after a particular faceless traitor and if we just blow them up we won't have any way of officially saying that we eliminated our target
2: fair or, fair or capture sorry
0: are we supposed to kill or capture
1: it's up to you i see
0: well i suppose we could just blow everyone else up and then just go to the inquisitor and be like yeah well, we just killed all of them i'm sure they were in there somewhere
1: <laughs> i mean we we killed enough people that one of them was probably the one we were looking for yeah. let's call it mission accomplished.
2: Tarkov does normally like to collect their face to prove it, though.
3: For the faces of the faceless
1: traitors. D- does it count if the only parts you can still collect are the teeth?
2: Oh, that's a difficult one.
0: We don't have dental records of any of these faceless traitors, do we?
2: You could get teeth.
0: Well, <laughs> what I mean is, we can't identify them by their teeth
1: if we did blow them up. You do not have dental records, no. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> think so.
3: That's what I'm saying. Like we could even just wait for them to come back with them booby-trapped and, you know, wait until they try and go in. But, you know, we have no idea how long that's going to be, so...
0: Well, presumably, well, I mean, they could have brought supplies with them if they were, like, camping out somewhere. I can't imagine they'd really want to get that far away from their ships, though.
1: I mean, the, mm-hmm. um, the coordinates that were in the navigation computer are, like, a, about three days of walking away. But um, it looks like it's, it's going through a... Wait, so,
0: sorry, what, what, I thought the coordinates that they were checking out it, were where they
1: landed. No, no, these are different coordinates.
0: Oh, so, so, the, so the, the strange energy readings were somewhere else, not this site?
1: Yes, somewhere else. How far away? It's a, a, like three days block. The thing about this planet is it's essentially a gigantic overgrown jungle. So landing sites are very few and far between. And so they, they took where they could find a landing spot, essentially. Okay. This was about the closest they could get.
3: Yeah, in like a thick jungle, three days walk is like 10 miles or something. It doesn't sound like a lot, but.
1: Yeah, by, by like actual overland distance, it's not very far at all. It would be within a day's travel if it were open ground but it is very, very much not open ground. There are, like, some tents and survival supplies still in the shuttles, though, if you want to take those.
2: Probably not a bad idea. I actually was also
0: thinking about maybe taking uh, the camo stuff just for our own personal use.
1: Actually, yeah. It's infrared. It would be uh, a good way to hide your ship. You'd need um the camo knitting from both of the Arbus lighters to conceal the gun cutter. Your ship is significantly bigger than theirs. It's like the difference between like a U-Haul truck that you can rent and a AT wheeler is approximately the size difference.
3: Couldn't we technically just go to the coordinates and the gun cutter and like fast rope or something?
1: You could. Just you wouldn't all be able to get down. You'd have at least one person still in the I, ship.
3: Yeah. No I know. But I'm also just thinking about that uh metalocalypse moment of Clearing a landing zone by fire.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, you don't have quite enough ordinance to do metalocalypse levels of landing zone clearing.
0: Here's one other uh, idea, which is, uh, Martin, would it be possible to hack their control computers so that when they boot their systems up, it will go into autopilot and go wherever we want, like dock it at the Mechanica station and then just arrest all of them?
1: That would be a little hard to do. <laughs> Alternatively, you could tie a bomb behind the door, and they open it, and they explode and die. Hmm.
3: That's more what I was thinking of. need <laughs> to take the entire shuttle out too. Hopefully.
0: Well, okay. So if we want to uh, booby trap it, what's their next move? Just leave and wait.
1: Well, you have another shuttle to um, investigate.
0: Oh, and the, you have
1: the coordinates they're going towards. Um,
0: sure, but I mean, if 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 we're if the intention is to blow them up with an explosive booby trap i imagine we wouldn't want to interfere with whatever they're doing or if we do we may as well just blow them up now and then just head to the coordinates
3: so it's like uh again it's like it's a matter of how we want to get there
0: yeah i liked your idea of taking the gun cutter out and then fast roping down
3: the gun cutter could provide fire support it would probably definitely be worth it if we're literally just going to be dropping ourselves minus a man into like you know, crazy overgrowth where we can't even see. Uh, you know, I don't know how hard that's going to be.
1: Yeah, they, you may be able to get down, but getting back up when your transport doesn't have a landing zone is very difficult.
3: So it's just those auto guns in the sky or auto cannons. Hmm.
1: So do you want to booby trap their ship?
3: Yeah, both of them. Well, we should. We always carry a lot of explosives, right, guys?
0: I, I don't have any. You'll
3: have to use some from your own supply.
1: I feel yeah, like I, that's something that you feel you should have, but when you look at your inventory, you might not have.
3: Yeah, well, I think I have some crack grenades.
2: I feel like that should be sufficient, right?
1: Yeah. Crack grenades are for, like, they're concentrated for, like, blowing up vehicles. They wouldn't hurt people, but if you wanted to have it so that, like, wrecked the interior of their ship... Crack grenades would definitely do the job.
2: Could we mix, like, a crack grenade and a frag grenade? Yep. Because I've got frag grenades. Mm-hmm.
1: Are you essentially trying to, like, hurt the people and wreck the ship when the people and, come back?
2: Exactly. The same, at the same time. Two birds, All one right. stone.
1: So I think um, two crack grenades and two frags per ship, it would be sufficient to do that. You also have um the frag and crack missiles. One frag missile and one crack missile would do the same thing. I, I think I gave you five of each missile.
3: Yeah, but I'm thinking we could even rig these up in a way that, it, you know, the, they wouldn't even go up until somebody went into the ship, you know, so they've actually yep. killed somebody. Versus the missiles, which, yeah, no.
1: I mean, the, the missiles you could, with a tech use test, then you'll set it up just fine.
3: Oh, you mean just using the missile a warhead uh, on its own, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, just the warhead basically. So yeah, if you just if you want to do that, then just make a tech use test. Tech use or survival, both work.
3: Probably tech use. How many frags do you have, John?
2: I believe two.
3: Okay. So I've got three crack grenades, so and then two frag. Leave us with only three frag missiles. But...
1: I mean, you could you could do two crack grenades and one crack missile plus four frag grenades and that would be enough. Oh yeah, yeah. Does that sound good to you guys?
2: Sure, fine. I don't have any.
0: Well, I have the only grenade I have is a flame, but I assume that's not really going to help us that much.
1: That, that's a Molotov cocktail. Okay. Wait,
0: where did I get that?
1: Uh, Ned just got them before this. Oh, he figured th- that having um,
0: they're not like official grenades. They're it's literally a bottle <laughs> with a rag. It in is it.
1: literally a bottle with gasoline in it and a rag in the top. Oh, okay. That's not very fancy, but okay. Hey, sometimes you just need fire to burn out jungle. Uh-huh. And a Molotov cocktail will do.
3: <laughs> That's why I have a flame. All
1: right, so yeah, you guys booby-trap the ships, and you're all good to go. Do you want to set off into the jungle, or get into your gun cutter and fly over the jungle, or stop in at the other landing site with Gideon Argento's in it?
2: Mm.
0: Uh, Tyrus, I mean, I don't want to speak for the rest of the group, but Tyrus is interested in the, uh, coordinates we got from those shuttles that, uh, we believe that the rogue traders are
3: heading towards now. Actually, uh, what's their ETA to those coordinates anyway? Like, we should know when they left, right?
1: Yeah, um, actually, you're landing the coordinates, and, uh, the data you got from the landing computers says that they got here, like, um, actually earlier today. They've been on the planet for maybe eight hours.
0: All right, so we can actually beat them to the site, yeah. although I would advise not going there in a straight line because then they'll know that someone's tracking them as they hear a very loud craft go over their heads. So I advise that we back up and kind of circle around and then come to the coordinates from the opposite side that they are approaching it from.
3: So what would be egress, anyway, if like we could... Slide down the rest, but then we're all gonna have to like make strength tests probably to get back up, unless we have like a winch. Sh-
0: we don't have any like retractable, like repelling gear or anything in our ship, do we?
1: I thought we did. I've got like a grapnel in mine.
0: Yeah, I think we all have grapnels. Yeah,
1: so just a, a quick interjection, Martin. It occurs to you that if the if you guys are thinking of this sort of repelling down from your ship thing. Probably the Faceless Traders thought of it, too, and still chose to park their ships very far away. There may um, be a reason for that. Hmm. You don't know what that reason is. You can roll me a knowledge check if you'd like. Alright. I think the only one who has relevant knowledge skills is Mark.
2: You got an 11,
1: bud. Damn. Alright. Yeah. That is, 11 is a very good, and um that informs you that there are a number of local species that make flying at low altitudes in fear very very dangerous Oh, aerial predators things with like frog-like tongues big enough to swat those aerial predators out of the skies trees that actively lash out at passing things and drag them in and crush them any sort of things like that flying craft will not necessarily go unopposed by the local planet life there is a reason this is known as a death world well done. the area around this strange energy source fits the habitat characteristics of at least 3 of these species that could pose a threat to a flying starship and actually this this landing zone is in sort of like a more flat area which is not frequented by these species nearly as often So this is a a safe space, both in terms of topography and local wildlife, for a craft to land.
3: Has the trike gotten off the table, or is it too undergrowthy?
1: The trike is built for off-roading, so the trike actually would be able to cut your travel time in half if you used that. Of course they'll still hear us.
3: I don't know how loud the the trike is, but if we are going to go, then that's probably the way we should go. So, uh, I don't know if the flying thing sounds so great now. Unless we did, like, you know, spent a lot of time going up and then down. Of course, something might lash out at us as we're roping down, though.
1: Yeah. Flying is still an option, just letting you know that it, it's not perfectly safe. There will be dangers associated with it. So, um, I mean, if, if you want to put the um, traveling to the energy source thing... Hold for now. You can always check out Argentos' shuttle.
3: Yeah, that's been in the back of my mind. Just leave
2: the booby trap to do its work. Sounds
3: like it might be slightly less dangerous.
2: I'm down for either, though. I don't care what we do. Do you have any preference, Tyrus?
0: Well, Tyrus is definitely interested in checking out the site, but traveling through the jungle is not terribly appealing. Especially since we know that there are rogue traders out there. So... If yeah, we approach we... them, especially in uh, the trike, they may hear us coming and be ready for a fight. True,
3: that's part of the reason. I'm, my my logic is that having something with two auto cannons and two heavy bolters is better than being on a trike. But I, I, I'm gonna I'm willing to bet there's still gonna be plenty of hazards on the trike. Yeah, it's just dealing with said hazards while flying isn't necessarily the best, but with the best you know, with good weaponry.
2: I don't know, why don't we go check out the ships while there's, uh, no one protecting now, at least.
3: Yeah.
2: Alright. The Cool Guy's ship. I forget his name. Cool Guy McGee. So, yeah, you go
1: to check out uh, Gideon Argentos' ship, clamber into your gun cutter with a nice surprise left for the Faceless traders whenever they return, and, uh, take a, a flyover to the Argentos' ship. You, uh, Burn the VTOL engines and bring your craft in for a, a landing a uh, short distance away from the Argentos' ship, which is not attempted to be concealed at all. It is gleaming bright silver resplendent in the sunlight. And as you come in for a landing, you hear a, uh, a loudspeaker crackle on from the ship. And a, a woman's voice announces, uh, Halt, who goes there?
2: Uh, do any of us want to answer?
3: Actually, we didn't really think about this.
0: Uh, say that we're, yeah, just use our cover story about us being the, with uh, the Mechanicus checking out uh,
3: Orc Spores.
2: Yeah, that, you want to say that? You want to say that, bud? Uh, well, let's see here.
3: Yeah, it's like, I can't remember which, I think I might be ch- trained in charm, maybe.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, I don't have charm. I do have Deceive.
1: Uh, talking about the Orc Spores would definitely be Deceive. Because you're absolutely not here for orc spores.
0: All right, I get. <laughs> all right, I get on the radio, and say, uh, "Greetings. This is uh, Adeptus Mechanicus Tyrus. Uh, We're here uh, from the orbiting research station investigating some orc spores."
1: Okay, roll me a deceive test minus ten.
0: Oh no. A target of thirty-seven, and I roll a twenty-two.
1: All right. The speaker cracks on and says, "Very well." If you are here to go and do nerd stuff, then go off and do your nerd stuff. We'll sit (laughs) in here in our sweet, sweet ride, (laughs) and you guys can go out into the toxic fumes and die. Have a good one. And the uh, loudspeaker crackles
2: off. Later, nerds.
0: Like, hey, those guys are out in the field hunting random stuff. Like, what are they?
1: the the crew members who didn't want to be out hunting dangerous animals are the ones that they left in charge of the ship
3: i guess yeah hmm. so now i think it's who knows where the the hunting party is
1: as you guys are deliberating this the speaker crackles on again and it's a uh a man's voice this time he says i i just want to apologize for my colleague she can be very uh Exuberant sometimes, and we meant you no know, disrespect, my sirs. Please, if you wish to come in and have some refreshments, feel free to join us. And the speaker crackles off again.
0: How nice of them.
1: The speaker crackles on again. It's the woman's voice again. She says, "Don't listen to that jackass. I don't want you in here." And then you you hear like the the voices get muffled, and you hear like sounds of like two people sort of like fighting over an object, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> until the, the speaker cuts off again.
2: Zarkov looks to his companion. and Goes, uh, which voice do we believe? Do we uh, take the uh, take the invite, or, or do we just ignore them?
3: I say take the invite, but with weaponry. Well, let's let's uh, land the ship far enough away where they can't tell that we're so heavily armed. But yeah, we should land, and do we bother to cover it with the uh, IR cloaks?
1: Like there, there's some trees and stuff between you guys, but there, it's like a Relatively clear area. So yeah, they, you can, they don't necessarily know that you're a heavily armed gun cutter.
3: So just go to the top of the ridge and uh, immediately start shooting crack missiles at them, right? That's, that's the point.
1: Guns a blazing You wanted drinks? I'll take mine on the rocks. And you fire a missile at them.
2: <laughs> Shaken,
1: not stirred. Oh, they were very stirred. Stirred into panic.
3: We should okay. at least get to know their names before we murder them, though.
1: Are, are you going to go and uh, take uh, the second voice's uh, invitation for drinks?
0: Well, I imagine we have to, to get inside those ships. So if they really don't want us in there, they won't uh, open their cargo doors or anything for us.
3: So, I mean, it's like we could just straight up storm them if we wanted to.
0: Tyrus is going to get out of the ship and knock on their... How big is this ship, by the way? The uh... The... Aquila lander. Yeah, how big is this uh, Aquila lander here?
1: It's significantly bigger than the Arvis Lighter, the little shuttle that the Faceless Traders had, but it is still somewhat smaller than your ship. The Arvis Lighter is like a basically a cargo lifter designed to just lift the maximum amount of cargo with as little fuss as possible. The Aquila Lander is used for like transporting dignitaries around, and it's got like a nice uh sleek like wingspan mimicking like the the double-headed eagle of the, that's the symbol of the imperium the aquila and um it's got uh inside it's generally like very well appointed they generally do have a tiny little cocktail bar in there and like a comfortable table and chairs for people to sit around It it is armed but it's not as heavily armed as your gun cutter
0: Tyrus is going to get out of the gun cutter and walk up to the Aquila lander and just knock on the door.
1: <laughs>
3: uh-huh. we, should, we should all do this, I think. Unless, uh, I don't know, if we want to leave someone with the gun cutter.
2: I'll stay in the gun cutter. But just fox <laughs> just me if you need me. Okay? I feel like I'll be, more, I'll be better off guarding uh, the ship than in this situation. <laughs> I just say, so, Zarkov,
0: I'm going to maintain this channel open so that you can listen in. In case we do get inside
2: yeah if you, if you need you know ring-a-ding-ding i'll be right there but while you guys are making small talk about the weather i'll avoid it, uh avoid you guys all
0: right i'll i'll give you further instructions once slash if we get inside the aquila lander
2: roger dodger
0: all right and i knock on the door or i we've, knock on the space door
1: we've made contact the group of strangers. We're going to have to go in and negotiate very delicately with them. Zarkov, go in. But, uh, hey. yeah, you go, you go and you, uh, know, you knock on the door and then you hear like a little buzzer right next to the door crackles to life. And the second voice says, in sort of like a slightly strained tone, I'm very glad to, uh, that you decided to accept my invitation. Just to wait on a moment while I buzz you in and you hear like, this sort of like, angry noises and like punching at air um, on the other side, like as if he's holding back someone who's trying to hit him while he's talking to you guys. And then the connection goes dead and there's a little cheep and the door unlocks.
0: (laughs) I walk in and I take the little microbead, give it a tap and say, uh, Zarkov, we're going in. I'm gonna keep this on so that you can hear everything. If the radio signal goes dead, blow up the ship. Will do. I'm sure you'd really enjoy that. So I suggest you take advantage.
2: Ah, uh, don't say that, buddy.
1: <sighs> Tyrus is the one who wants to kill Zarkov. Zarkov doesn't want to kill Tyrus. <laughs> so yeah. Then you enter the door. Yep. Alright, Tyrus and Martin go in. Inside, you see two people. There's a a man with like very impeccably styled hair and a crisply pressed uniform that has been very recently been ruffled. Right next to him, a woman who's got her hair in like a a pixie cut with one long bang and that has like a a pink streak through it. And she's just sort of scowling at you and has a much less well-pressed uniform. And then uh, the man steps forward and he says, "Uh, Greetings, my name is Tyrion. I am very pleased to meet your acquaintance. And uh, then this is my associate, Bev. And he shoots a sideways glare at his co-worker. She sort of like dismissively... Blows a blast of air up that ruffles her bang, and like scowls and looks away. I am very, very flattered that you decided to accept my cordial invitation. Come this way. He uh turns on his heel smartly and walks into the ship, which um has like a nice a long sort of conference table that uh has a a bar right alongside it. The walls are all adorned with like hunting trophies of uh very Weird xenos beasts all over the thing. You, you notice one of them is actually um, a fear cat, the thing that has um, attacked you before and almost ate Tyrus. So he is he has been to fear before. He, uh, Tyrion proceeds to the bar and begins to start like mixing up some drinks. Do you have any preference, my sirs?
0: You don't have any spook, do you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I see you go right for the uh the hard stuff very well. We uh we actually do have a little bit of that.
0: Tyrus was not expecting. That. <laughs> he was just saying that to be
1: facetious. Mm-hmm. You really think he, somebody
3: this rich isn't going to have all the illicit drugs they can?
1: He uh he opens up a, a small little mini fridge that has a uh there's like a gilt plaque on the front that says hard drugs. And he opens it up. <laughs> and there's all sorts of stuff inside.
3: It's like that case from uh, Loathing in Las Vegas,
1: the fun box.
3: I think I'm um, mainly looking at that wall of Xeno's heads, seeing what I can identify.
1: There's uh, a variety of different things. There's um, there's a head of one of the drakes that live on Acheron. They there has like the, the local life lives in the canyons and flies around and hunts stuff he's got one of those in there he's got like a a large ape-like creature from other worlds nearby a just a a variety of all sorts of beasts that you have um, seen and there there's one very large plaque that is actually unadorned by any head mounted like right at the head of the table the plaque on that particular little head-mounting point, says um, the Therian Tyrantosaur, which is a uh, apparently a creature native to fear. Bev notices you looking at that and sort of chimes in. He's like, yeah, that's um, supposed to be the biggest, nastiest creature here on fear. All teeth and legs and bad attitude. That's uh, all the, the previous times he's come here, maybe three in total. He's never managed to find one. And that's his, uh, his current quest, trying to bag one of those bad suckers.
3: It's a quite an impressive collection. How many of them have you actually eaten or, t- or dissected?
1: Well, we try eating a lot of them. Uh, some of them, he ju- she gestures towards this like sort of terrifying insect head with several mandibles on it. So yeah, that, that one <laughs> didn't taste that hot, but the rest of them are all right. We got a good chef. <laughs>
3: So that's an Etherean titanosaur?
1: Aetherian uh, the Tyrantosaur.
3: Oh, God. Well, it's, I think I'll have an Amasek in um, motor oil.
1: <laughs> he selects one. So like this particular vintage, I find, goes very well with motor oil. It's very popular with our Mechanicus guests and the engine <laughs> seer. He grabs that and uh, goes to a little tap and pulls it. It's like a tap with a little cog head of the Mechanicus on the top of it. And he, like, pours a little spurt of motor oil into that emisek and shakes it about and then gives it to you. Do you take your motor oil uh, lit or unlit?
3: Oh, almost certainly lit.
1: Did you say most certainly lit? Yes. Okay. So he flicks a little lighter and sets your drink on fire as he hands it to you.
3: Perfect.
1: And, uh, so Tyrus, do you seriously want to take the spook? Because he offers it.
0: Um... Maybe I'll have to take it for later. <laughs> and I was, Ty- Tyrus is trying to hide the, like, oh, god. I was just trying to, like, just be facetious. I was not actually expecting this. And now he's actually really suspicious. Like, this guy has spook? I mean,
3: <laughs> just, like, just uh, for my storage, or uh, if he's got any other, like, uh, stims. Uh,
1: uh, a quick, quick interjection. Rogue traders are wealthy, like, beyond measures that can be even imagined by most people they buy and sell planets they if they want something they can get it so they yep he's got spook
0: about to offer it to such a commoner i mean he, he
1: let these he let these people run the ship uh, yeah, not, for him not, while he's away not
0: to not to mention how insanely illegal it is
1: mm-hmm. R- rogue traders sort of operate on a yes, I did something illegal, come and get me, if you care, sort of uh, mindset.
3: Mm-hmm. When you have your own warp-capable ship, it's kind of hard to find you.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the sort of um, Adeptus Terra lets them do that, because they perform a valuable service for the Imperium in finding and cataloging and hopefully conquering new worlds for the Imperium. So this this is just sort of rogue trader business as usual.
3: They do actually like ship legitimate goods and stuff all the time. It's just some of them yes, get deeper into some things than others.
1: Mm-hmm. They're sort of like the the merchant princes of the Imperium. They they do legitimate things a lot. Yes.
0: All right. Well, I'll I'll take the spook. I won't uh, administer it now,
1: but all right. He gives you a little to go bag with your spook.
3: <laughs> what is it though you're trying to get? Like slot. Sorry. You wouldn't happen to have? So There was these two combat drugs. John and I were looking at one of them was slot, right? Uh, and I can't remember what the other one was.
2: Oh, friends on and slot.
1: Yeah. You
3: wouldn't <laughs> happen to have
1: those, would he? He sort of uh, sniffs a little bit and says, "Like, well, if your friend wants to get some friends on and slot, tell him to come to the ship." Okay. Is that a good idea? Probably not. Friends on and slot actually, he doesn't have those because they're not very good party drugs. They tend to yeah. kill the moot real fast. <laughs> real. <laughs> fast. It's like last time they had a guy do friends on at a party. He bit through the table leg.
3: <laughs> doesn't hurt to ask.
1: <laughs> no, they they do not have friends on or slot available.
0: So, uh, as I mentioned on the radio, we're uh, looking for some. Uh... Some orc spores that we believe may have fallen onto the planet. You haven't seen anything orky down here, have you?
1: No, I have not. No orc spores to be found so far, but I'll, I'll tell my liege to keep an eye out while he's cavorting about the jungle.
0: Well, it's for the best that you haven't seen anything. That stuff
1: can be rather nasty. So is your master
3: out going to get one of those big tyrannosaur beasts?
1: Well, that's what he's here to do, Lord Argentos he's quite a hunter as you can see from all the heads displayed on our walls and he looks the slightest bit distasteful when he says that yes that's how he chooses to occupy his time when he needs a bit of leisure he hopes to bag one of them on this particular trip but well he hasn't found one the last three times we'll see how he does
3: uh, so i don't really want to do with these guys because
1: I rolled insight on your guys' behalf. It doesn't seem like either of these people is hiding anything.
3: Yeah, they're not hiding anything because they uh, still want to poke at the rogue trader, but he's not exactly here right now. I wonder if we should mention those shuttles
0: just sort of casually. Like, yeah, yeah, we were um, completing our first sweep of the planet several thousand kilometers away. We passed by a couple of unregistered shuttles. Those aren't yours, are they?
1: These shuttles are... The, the Faceless Trader landing zone and this shuttle were actually, like, reasonably close. Close enough that you could start walking from here and also get to the weird energy signature within a couple days.
0: Okay, so how far away?
1: Uh, it's, it's maybe, um, it's only like 50 kilometers.
0: Okay, so we saw those shuttles about 50 kilometers away from our current location.
1: They arrived after, what's his name, uh, Argento's touchdown, though.
0: Does he say that?
1: Uh, You you guys know that. You know that the Faceless Traders arrived after Argentos did.
0: Right, okay. Uh, But yeah, so I still ask him the question, you know, uh, while we were doing our first sweep of the planet, we found a couple of unregistered shuttles about 50 kilometers away from your ship. Those aren't yours, are they?
1: Bev was uh, in the process of, she was just sort of like absently tossing a very expensive crystal glass up and seeing how high in the air she can get it and still catch it. And uh, when when you say that, she stops tossing the glass and says, "The other shuttles? Now, who else is crazy enough to land on this place? No, we we don't know if anyone else is coming down to this rock.
2: Well, that's interesting. Like, this is not obviously what I'm saying to them, but I'm just saying to the party, uh, not in character. But uh,
1: I mean, you can say it in character. You're on Vox.
2: That's fair. That's fair. But uh, like if they didn't know about that, I wonder how honest she is. If they didn't, we may have just completely blown up other heretical who are completely unrelated.
0: (laughs) That's fine. I mentioned, so, uh, how far out in the jungle do, uh, your commanding officers go? I mean, do they actually, uh, camp out or do they come back to, uh, the lander every night?
1: Uh, no, they're camping out there, Bev says. They, They brought all their equipment out with them. Or rather, the officers brought a bunch of troopers who carry the equipment for them.
0: Are you able to, uh, keep track of their location?
1: Yeah, yeah, we've got uh, homing beacons and all the suits, so we can keep track of them.
0: It's not obvious that there's a screen showing this anywhere, is there?
1: No, it would be up in the cockpit or wherever, which is not right here.
0: So how do I ask them to look at that without sounding really weird and creepy?
1: Have you mentioned that you're from the Inquisition yet, or have you just said we're sweeping for orc spores?
0: All we've told them is we're looking for spores. Yeah. I guess I don't have a reason to suspect if like if I if I had a reason to suspect
3: them, there'll be one thing. It's like I don't know, it might even be possible for us to find that that beacon on our own. It's like now that we know it's there. It's...
0: Oh yeah, in fact I whisper into my Vox or Zarkov, can you pick up on that signal on our own computer at all?
2: Uh what would I have to roll for that? That would be I'd say tech use. Oh god. Okay. I will give it a <laughs> shot, boys.
1: Zarkov tries technology.
2: All right. Any modifiers or no?
1: Uh, no. You're just scanning for any like ambient broadcasting frequencies, seeing if you can pick up on those.
2: Yeah. Nope.
1: <laughs> Your left engine catches fire. Fire! <laughs> fire! You can't figure out what all these darned knobs do. No. Uh, you you can figure it out fine, but you just can't tune in on any specific little signals like that.
3: But. Mm, so what do we exactly want to encounter his party for i mean the other ones are obviously out and out heretics and we should kill them
0: but well tyrus is very interested in knowing if they're going to the same location that same hot spot that we know that the rogue or rather that we suspect the rogue traders are moving towards uh, right no. now F- or maybe are traders. even there oh sorry
1: there are, there are Faceless Traders who are absolutely heretics, and there are Rogue Traders who you have not yet discovered any heretical activity besides them just having Spook in a compartment in their ship. All right. It's, so
0: Spook,
1: spook is kind of, sort of, heretical. It actually is, is. It's dangerous, definitely.
0: All right, well, I'm definitely interested in knowing if these Rogue Traders and these Faceless Traders are heading towards the same location. Or possibly are even there as we speak i just wish i could figure that out without arousing too much suspicion i guess i could just drop the i word and just say tell me where they are i don't know that i want to piss off a rogue trader this early in the investigation though how are you guys feeling i mean I, we are potentially blowing up two shuttles that's a pretty big deal
2: i think that blowing up a, a rogue trader would be a big deal so wait what, oh, oh, I, I missed kind of the question what exactly were you asking
0: I'm trying to figure out, because uh, we want to know, or at least I want to know, uh, where these officers are that are on this hunting trip. Because there's good reason to believe that they are heading towards the same coordinates that we found in the Arvis lighters that the Faceless Traders were using.
2: Possible. It's possible. But let's make sure we're blowing up the right people. That's all I'm saying, you No, know? Sure. Like, I don't want to piss it's... off a rogue trader who's actually just, you know, just doing drugs. Because, I mean, hey. You know, it's, it's, it's Grimdark Futures. Do what you got to do to get by as long as you serve the Emperor, right?
0: All right. Well, that's what I want to know. The question is, since we failed our uh, test with the radar, or not the radar, the tracking,
3: what we can do. I don't know. I could almost certainly do it, but I'm not there. Can you remote access? I could always just go back. It's not re- like <laughs> what else do we have here, honestly.
1: You could just fly back. It took you like less than an hour to get between the ships.
3: Well, I also mean going back to the gun cutter and trying to get the shiny knobs working correctly. Okay.
0: Yeah, Martin, if you want to head back to the ship, I can stay with these
3: lovely people. All right, so um, I excuse myself with, we have much preparation work to do before we begin the survey. I must make leave. Thank you for the delicious cocktail.
1: Bev sort of gives you a nod and says, you're all right, cowboy. Good hanging with you. Tyrion says, I, I bid you farewell and thank you very much for your pleasant company. How the two of these people got assigned to the same ship, you will never know. <laughs> you are free to go.
3: Back to the gun cutter and tech use?
1: Yep. Roll that tech use. Alright, you got 53 out of 71. That's enough. You tune your ship's sensors, and you do pick up a couple radio beacons moving through the jungle. We fix onto it. They're they like midway between this point of interest and their source shuttle, but they don't seem to be moving directly towards it. If they're going towards it, they're taking a a roundabout way to get to there.
0: Uh, Mm -hmm. Does Tyrus know this? You can tell him. Yeah, because you're still in the
3: shuttle, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right,
0: so I, again, in totally not being suspicious, how do the officers track this beast?
1: Well... Master Argentos calls it Hunter's Instinct, but to me, it just seems like they're wandering back and forth through the jungle, hoping to find something. Apparently, he's got a method to it.
0: So he has been walking in circles?
1: Yes. Yes, he has. Hmm. <laughs> he always insists he knows exactly where he's going. Somehow, he's managed to bag quite a lot of these things over the years, so he's doing something right.
0: Well, I don't know why he's going back and forth. I thought for sure he would have been just going in a straight line.
3: Like I said, he's probably just looking for his his wall hanger. What I'm thinking maybe is they're near the site. We could go to them and potentially get them to go to the the site either through deceit or dropping the I word or something. I don't know. Just an idea. Have more bodies potentially when the
1: shooting starts. They are likely to be another another group of fairly heavily armed people. So they could be helpful to have on your side.
0: I'm tempted to tell them who we are. The problem is that while I'm not necessarily thinking that these two are in on anything heretical, their masters might be maybe arranging some sort of meeting with the faceless trade.
2: Uh that could be what's going on.
0: Yeah. On the other hand though, he said that they are just sort of tracking back and forth. Like they're not like setting out specifically to go to any predetermined location
3: maybe they're searching for the same thing they just don't have as good information by
1: mm.
3: the way we're gonna have to end in, into the jungle at some point we have to have an idea of what we're going for
0: i doubt this will
1: net anything but i'm gonna ask
0: <clears throat> have you guys ever been to uh,
1: acheron acheron i uh i believe the we stopped in on Acheron briefly to upgrade some of the plasma reactors on the ship, and our arms master got a, a number of plasma weaponry for the marines on the ship, but um, we have been before, yes. Why do you ask? Crap.
0: <laughs> I just, oh, I was... Uh, he doesn't happen to have any plasma weapons on him, does he?
1: No, when he, he hunts, he brings a specially crafted hunting rifle. Oh, I Plasma was about... is very, very messy.
0: I-, I was talking about the guys on the ship.
1: What do you mean, like the Devon Tyrion? Yeah. Uh, no, no. we just have our last pistols.
0: I can't think of any good excuses for why I would have asked that question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we-, we are armed with a tiny little LAS pistols and have an incalculable amount of valuables surrounding us. And no defenses other than that whatsoever.
2: Please don't rob us. Yeah, on a completely unrelated note, please don't rob us. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm not sure I can think of anything else to ask these guys.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure our next move is to strike off into the jungle somehow, somewhere.
0: Yeah, can anyone else think of anything? Because we could set off for those coordinates, unless you guys want to do anything else here.
2: Yeah, we could just set off for the coordinates. I'm not sure what we could benefit from by revealing we're in Inquisition too soon. If you have no further questions, how do you bid farewell?
0: All right, well, Tyrus will stand up and say, well, thank you uh, for the accommodations, but I'm needed back on the ship. We have quite a lot of work ahead of us if we're going to find those spores.
1: That is understandable. I, um, perhaps if you wish to contact our master to ask his assistance in sweeping for the spores, he might be amenable to that. This, uh, this com code will let you reach us on the ship, and he gives you their, their com code so you can call them back. You want to reach out to Argentos and get his help sweeping for things, allegedly sweeping for spores.
0: I uh, take the comm code and say, "Excellent."
1: It was a uh, quite a pleasure making your acquaintance, sir. Sir Tyrus of the Mechanicus. Yes, you do have your gigantic Mechanicus coverall suits, yeah. so mm-hmm. you've got the appropriate outfit. Bev sort of just like nods at you as well, like, "Yeah, it gets real lonely with nothing," but uh. Mr. Stick-up-his-ass-over-here-for-company. So thanks for stopping by.
0: No problem. We'll probably be in touch. And I do an overdramatic uh, flare of my little overall thing and uh, walk out of the ship.
1: Yes.
3: You hike beer overalls.
1: Yep. Alright, and uh, yeah, you get back onto the, um, the sort of thing. Just a, a quick extra tidbit. While you guys are down on the ship, this is not known to you The way the audience see, just a a shot of the Omnissiah's ward, and a tiny little shuttle detaches from one of the docking bays and glides right up to one of the entrances of the research station, enters one of the the docking ports. Inside the station, a couple robed figures exit and are greeted enthusiastically by one member who you've met. Uh, before that, that guy, same guy who welcomed you to the hangar greets these people enthusiastically and ushers them further into the research station.
3: Garrus, I believe his name was.
1: Yes, uh, Garrus. Tech adept Garrus. All right. And that's all for the
2: night. I hope we don't run into. What were they called? The t- ty- Tyroxosaurs? What were they? Uh,
1: Tyrantosaur.
2: Tyrantosaur? Mm
1: hmm. The first name that came to mind was the Fucknormosaur, but I, uh, thought I would do something a little bit more serious. <laughs>
2: the fuck I don't know, I like that unofficial name. The Furian fuck or It's fuck Normous.
1: Run! Thank you for listening to It's Probably Heresy. You can support the show on the Patreon page for It's Probably Heresy, and our work is also available on a number of other sites and podcast services. If you see anything heretical, you can contact the Acolytes through Patreon, or by emailing it's probably heresy at gmail.com, with no apostrophe. Though few may know of your service, the Emperor thanks you for your sacrifice.